Welcome to the Numbers Game. I'm Jace and I'm joined by Nick and Marty. How are we going, guys? Going well, Jace. Uh, very excited today. I'm going to talk a little bit about good humour, lightheartedness, and uh, we've been talking a lot of stats in the last episode, so we're going to change it up this episode. It should be a bit of fun. Uh, Nick, how are you going, my friend? Uh, going well, going well. Starting to look at Bonza and looking at their stats uh, after last after last week's episode. So, Jace told me he's actually never seen one on the ground. So that's not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess that means they're in the air. But um, yeah, just starting to uh, maybe look at Bonza and also Rex. I think of um, I actually did fly Rex about a year ago, and it was quite good. Is that one of the little propeller planes? Or was no, it no, a- no. They got big planes now. They've actually got the old um, Virgin. A lot of the old Virgin fleet. So you'll get on the plane, it'll look very Virgin-esque. Um, but anyway, went up, came down, so happy days. It was a lot cheaper. <laughs> so how you been, Jase? Good, good, good. Spending too many times in airports, getting around, doing things around the country, but having fun and enjoying it. As I said, yeah, yet to see a Bonza plane on the ground or in the air. But um, all good, I'm sure we'll get there eventually. And uh, likewise, excited for today's episode. Change of pace. Uh, we've covered some some heavy content the last couple of weeks from, you know, that the brutal ATO movement of coming down on rental property owners. And then, you know, the, the joy of the interest rate rises that we've been putting up with it seems to be the talk of the town for a very long time now but we're really starting to feel and see some of the impacts of that and then you have these big businesses so look it's it's nice to change the tune a little bit and uh throw to our big big great man marty for a few laughs and a bit of a light-hearted app today and uh given uh marty you know you're one of the great great guys at the team at innovate uh this episode is proudly brought to us by the team at innovate uh, so everything financial planning superannuation personal insurances you need to get in touch with innovate fantastic team there everything financial planning sorry i've said that everything mortgage broking sorry i'm getting too excited it's you know that time of the day um everything mortgage broking asset finance and commercial lending too so whether you're an individual who needs help buying a first home or your second home or you're a business owner that needs to lock down a line of credit or get some new asset equipment finance, Innovate are the team for you. And Marty, you're the guy for us. Talk to us, mate. What 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 have you got today? I'm excited. Well, I wanted to I wanted to talk about a former life and it's it's nothing too too scary. But uh when I when I was young, and this is going back to when I was seventeen or eighteen, uh I was a stand up comedian and I wanted to go into comedy just purely because I had my idols. I loved Robin Williams. I loved uh, Billy Connolly, Eddie Murphy back in the day, and I was pretty introverted, um, you know, probably in my teens, and I wanted to do something that was really challenging. And one of the great things about doing stand-up comedy is it really teaches you a lot of lessons in regards to other areas of your life that you can apply in leadership and, and business that have been really helpful. So I thought I'd spend some time just sharing uh, a few of those items, eight things I learned in stand-up that I think is uh, beneficial to leadership and business, uh, just to share with you gents and the audience and see whether we can uh, we can resonate with anyone out there. So you open to that? Yep, let's go. Yeah, big time. I'm excited. I like it. Well, number one, I think uh, the good thing about comedians is they can laugh at their own misfortunes and uh, mistakes. And I think that's really helpful that it enables you to bounce back quickly when things do go amiss. And it also gives you a sense of resilience because you're always looking for the, you know, the funny thing in anything in order to create a good experience for people. So I think there's certainly a resilience component that's very useful. And again, even when you do make an error, 
you could see the lighter side of it and move through that situation uh, more productively. So I think that definitely certainly helps. And, uh, yeah, getting up on stage, you need a bit of resilience. Uh, the, the second lesson I wanted to share is that not everyone is going to like you, and that's okay. At the end of the day, you do comedy because you love to do it uh, and you want to you know, entertain a crowd. And I'm sure no one goes out there and, and wants to dislike you, but not everyone will like you. So when you can win 51% of the audience and you get the audience laughing, uh, you've won the night and you start to get a following on that. And there's no better feeling than when you can feel that laughter filter through a crowd. And I could do the exact same routine back in the day and someone would come up to me going, that's the most funniest thing I've ever heard. And another person come up to me go, I hated that bit. And it was just, it was great. It was great feedback to understand that everyone has their own, I guess, filtering system and that you do what you do and you do the best that you can do. And that's okay. That's all you can expect for yourself. So that was really good to get early on as a young person um, and moving into the corporate world in regards to you always were very respectful as to what you wanted to achieve and what you wanted to accomplish. And you recognize in business too, there's going to be people that are excited to follow you and be led by you. And then other people are not, and you manage that best you can, but that's okay because you can't control everything at all times. So I think uh, that was that was a valuable lesson to constantly improve. Uh, the third lesson was comedy makes you highly efficient because you are looking to get to the laugh in the simplest way that has the most impact on quality. And I think in business that really helps because, again, you're looking for a simple solution that maintains quality standards to get a great result as quickly as and effectively as possible where you don't lose form um, in what you're trying to accomplish. So that was an invaluable lesson. And I think most of my business life, I've been trying to take the complexities that are out there and simplify it to a point where it's executable. So even when I'm dealing with people that's helped in regards, they've got too many stories going on in their head sometimes, and you're going, well, how can I simplify this for them and give them enough confidence to take action in a way they can execute without getting too caught up or overwhelmed? And I think that was invaluable in what I learned through comedy um, to, to be able to help. And I think every leader can take something away from that. So what do we think about the first three points? Any ones that resonate there? It's always blown me away how people even do comedy. I think um, mm. if I look at similar things like music um, or whatnot. I kind of get music like either way, even if the person's not that good, they're still playing music. Um, it's still interesting, you know, unless they're really, really bad, but I assume if they actually get a gig somewhere, they're pretty good. But I feel like comedy, everyone gets a gig and gets a crack. It's just a matter of where you start. And there's so much more writing on it. Like you could be someone doing music and you just, you just rip out an old cover song and everyone's going to like it. Um, you can't rip out an old joke. So yeah, I've always had huge respect for, for comedians um, and I've always thought about, geez, the resilience. How resilient do you have to be um, to get up there and try and do comedy, particularly when you know, I've listened to Joe Rogan's podcast a lot and he talks about um, um, bonking or I can't remember what he calls it, but um, just the, the way he explains the feeling when you have a bad show and people don't, don't think you're funny. 
And I've just thought, geez, to get up and continue to do that is is huge. So, yeah, that's one thing that I've always thought uh, about comedians' re- resilience. Yeah, for me, Marty, it's um, just, just even hearing you talk us through this, it's, it's the art of storytelling as well. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, laughter is relatable, like either getting people to laugh or being able to laugh at yourself. You know, someone who doesn't take themselves that seriously that they can see the funny side of, you know, n- not getting the laughs. Ah, oh, well, we'll move on and keep, you know, that resilience, I think you said, Nick, to be able to keep going uh, in, in light of that. Um, one thing that took me a long time, you know, getting into career as well, and I've never done the get on stage and try and be funny like that but it's it's it is that not everyone is going to like you i think that and and knowing that before you get on stage or before you go into a boardroom or before you go into a networking uh thing it's actually okay that not everyone's going to vibe to you and flock to you and think that you're the best person on earth and and being comfortable with that straight off the go is is fine and the efficiency thing you know if you if you are in a position where you've got to sell something and you've got to take someone on a journey from a to b being able to get there in less words than more but still pack the efficiency and pack the punch of getting that story across love it see you mate a lot, lot of value less valuable lessons so far in the first three and yeah really enjoying it yeah, and there's no, there's no feeling, no worse feeling in the world when no one laughs, and that that is like, it's the it's the only death you could live apart from death. But again, to to come up the next time and start fresh, it takes a takes a hell of a lot of courage, and I love that. I love that aspect of it. Uh, there's, there's there's a knife edge aspect that uh, is quite unique, and you can only experience it through doing comedy. I like that humour draws people towards you. I've always found that, um, and I don't know whether it was through sport that I worked this out, but I was very volatile in sport. And, like, you know, if I lost, I was very highly competitive, uh, just just would break rackets at tennis and footy. You'd always be in scuffles and things. And, and I think what comedy really taught me was – that lighter side of myself that uh, I could draw people towards me and actually engage people in a new way. I become much less serious, obviously. And, um, yeah, and I realised when people were smiling, they were listening and they were engaged. And that was really huge for me. It gave me another level of communication that I didn't necessarily have as a young person. Um, And it was – I think that's really helped – in business as well, whenever, and I can tell if someone's really overwhelmed, I'll generally use humor as a mechanism to work them through that overwhelm. Um, and it, you wouldn't think it was comedy. It would just be a light heartedness because I know that I can move them out of that really you know, toxic space that they're in. So I think that's a real, that's a real super skill in itself. And you know, no one likes a dictator at the end of the day, I've worked out, and it just deepens relationships on all levels. And it helps in networking as well. Even when you do a presentation um, to a group, you you find that because you've done comedy, that isn't as frightening, and you just have little elements in the way you communicate that draws people in that's very, very useful as well. The other thing, uh, the other lesson is the ability to read the room and in real time like some people come from a very structured approach in business and in sales, but with comedy, you're engaging with the audience in real time to see what their response is to your material. And sometimes you have to pivot really quickly as well because it's not working and you're trying to find where it will work. And I think that's the same when you're engaging with clients as well. If things aren't going to according to plan, you can quickly read the room 
and ask questions in regards to going, all right, well, what's the pain point here or what haven't I addressed? So you don't get structured just in the way you want to operate. You're very connected to the client's needs and you're orchestrating accordingly. I think that's an invaluable skill that comes out of comedy as well. And the other thing I think is uh, from a mental health perspective, you know, work is hard enough. Uh, so life can be more enjoyable with good humour as well. And there's something very unique that no matter how difficult a circumstance or if something's gone horrendously wrong, a comedian looks for what's the light side in that. Like what is what is the joke in something that could be really serious and it's just from their own mental mechanism and that frees you up. So something could be an absolute disaster and yet – you could still find something through comedy that lightens that experience up. I've found that absolutely invaluable. So whenever I get too neurotic on something, I can always use humour to take myself out of that really quickly and effectively and actually enjoy the day a lot more. Or like we joke around and innovate sometimes about, you know, just, just stuff. And all of a sudden that that drama that you might have in the business becomes lighter and you work through that more effectively. One of my original bosses who I have a huge amount of respect for in the industry and, and Marty, hearing you talk about comedy and then how that relates to, to to the normal world, my previous boss is hilarious. He was He's the funniest guy in the room. He knows how to read a room, but he also knows when to use comedy and when to pull back on it by reading the room. And I was kind of raised in my career to be around that. And, and I was drawn to it. It was magnetic. Um, so I couldn't agree anymore about humor drawing you towards people. There's a reason that I, I, I flock to this guy and most other people in the room go to this guy. And in our industry, um, you know, a lot of people will know who Brent Saleh is. You know, he's, he's the current um, divisional chairman of the CPA for the public practice um, board, you know, and, he, you know, one of the youngest guys ever to join the public practice committee of the CPA runs an awesome firm and, and you know, I was lucky enough that he was my boss and taught me quite a lot about the industry and how to run a firm. And yeah, from a humor and reading the room, um, absolutely nailed it. Then, you know, mirroring that and trying to use that myself through my career as well. And yeah, I think you said around um, team morale and, and team spirit. Like I know that when in the office, there's some laughter, there's some jokes, work still getting done, but there's a, there's a, there's a light, on everyone's shoulders to go, you know, it's it's going to be okay. Like if a mistake happens, you you don't have the the scary dictator boss. You've got the happy-go-lucky guy who's cracking some jokes and has good vibe and energy in the room. It's I'm going to be able to go talk to him and it's going to be okay or her. So, yeah, love it. Humor and reading the room, just you know, all things that resonate with me in the career so far. It's definitely humor for me. Um, I just think about um, what laughter does for people. Um, you would know this, Marty. I think there's science around um, laughter and yep. and how it does whatever it does. The chemicals in the brain um, actually does put you in a better mood, whether it was funny or not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's humour for me. And um, yeah, I think it's yeah, you've got to be in business, particular particularly. You've got to have a light-hearted side. You just have to because it's it's so intense. You run so hard. You get so stressed um, that if you can't then have a laugh together. Um, then where's the joy in that? You know, it doesn't make all the hard times worth it. So that's yeah. a big one for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you can still be very directional 
and have and have boundaries that relate to business, but it's just how you operate within them that that's invaluable. Uh, I think the next one is uh, humor boosts creativity and conceptualization, uh, which I really love in business, where you can take two absurdly different things and bring them together in a unique way. And humor teaches you that. That's where you have absurdity or you have a, a unique concept. And I just think about that in business, like bringing in the service office into accountancy practice. And, you know, I'm just mucking around here, but you start to think of things on different levels to what the practical structure is in in some business thinking. And I think that's been really, um, that's been really helpful to me. And and I think just just in general, it might be, no matter what happens, like you might run over a dog and you go, now, usually people go, that'd be absolutely terrible. And like I said before, you think about the funny side of it. What's people's response when you run over a dog? They go, oh, what did it look like? And I'm going, yeah, <laughs> like just stuff like that. You go, well, <laughs> if I know what it looked like, I wouldn't have run over like- it in the first place, you know. It's like <laughs> stuff your dad says, you know, you know, they'll ring up and go, you know, how's the house? You go, well, I'm all right, but the house has got COVID. You, no matter what. No matter, no matter what comes at you, you can you can you can find the joy in life in a, in a unique way. But the conceptualization of ideas is really paramount to creativity and thinking outside the square of other people think. And the last thing I just think again, and it sort of backs up what we've been saying in the other seven lessons, is uh, dealing with challenge and anxiety in a productive, courageous way. So many people go into avoidance in challenge. And the fact is, is like it or not, life is challenging. There are things that happen that we'd all like for it not to happen. And um, so to me, this gave me a vehicle to understand that there are good times in life and there are challenging times at life. And what's a process that I could utilize to maneuver through that more effectively? And comedy certainly uh, did that for me. And it gives you a chance to create self-talk in a time when you need it most. And um, I don't know if that particularly resonates, but that certainly resonates for me. And, you know, that's why most people most people will never do comedy. They wouldn't think of anything worse to do than, than comedy. But they're the sort of lessons and sort of mental strategies that have been really, really helpful. Um, you know, even when someone dies, you know, they, they bury them. They have the bowling ball in the coffin. They love lawn bowls. And, you know, someone will say, you know, I wish they played golf. You know, know, it's just moments like that with friends in really critical, sad times that can be turned around where you can still have that memory that I just mentioned where you go, Mm. okay, you can still have a laugh and these things happen in life and and we can move forward together with it. So I think it's been invaluable from that perspective. Yeah, and I can definitely, obviously working with you day in, day out, I can see a – I don't know how to explain it, but I can see that nothing phases you, whether that's um, people that are um, stressed um, or irate, maybe is a better word. Um, you know, you, you will, you're very good at business development. Like you've got no issues in picking the phone up to someone that you don't know um, and having a, a, a conversation. So I can see everything you've just talked about. I can see that come through in business. Um my question is, this is always, again, back to the respect for comedians, but how do you, how do you squash the nervousness? Like, 
I just couldn't think of anything worse, and obviously you and I are different, um, but I know that this wasn't natural for you based on the conversations we've had, but how do you deal with the nervousness and squash that just to get up there and um, just have a crack at it? You know? Well, I think, I think comedians are genuinely neurotic, and um, for me it was about – I'd have all those nervous feelings before I get to a gig, but the things, the things I always said to myself, and it was positive self-talk, really, that said people are going there to enjoy what you have to offer. So share what you have to offer and keep it, keep it really simple. Like they're going to have a good time. They're not going there to hate you. And, and you know, if you're a little bit more neurotic, and some comedians are terrible at that, they, they beat themselves up to a pulp. So for me it was always about, you know, doing the activity and having an experience. So I wanted to experience the activity and that's what I, I always thought to myself, as long as I'm up there having a go, and I still utilise that. I did a you know, seminar on Thursday night in front of 500 people and I go, you can quickly talk yourself out of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I go, as long as I go up there and have a go, I'm going to learn something. And, I'm, and even on Thursday night, I'm going, all I'm doing is sharing value that I've learnt over my life um, with people in the room to better their lives. So I'll have a positive self-talk story that overcomes that you know, neuroticism of going, oh, my goodness, if they hate me, there's going to be 500 eggs being thrown at me. And that's what people do. People will think of the worst-case scenario. So for me, that was the thing, and that's how I look to approach any situation to go, you know, people are only doing as well as they know with what they know and neutralising the situation to go, I'm, this, I'm just going to share a part of myself to add value. And like it or not, um, that's all I can do, right, is, is to have that experience and I'll learn something along the way. So I really bring it back to that simplicity and what that does enable me to do is to have the experience and then to grow and, and that's maybe what you call courage, right, but that's a pattern of behaviour that I've established. So when someone's having a red-hot crack at me, it's usually for a reason, right, yeah, and it might not be me. It might be a circumstance, but all I'm looking to do is to support in that situation until we get to a point where we can move through it together in a productive way. And I'm sure that comes out of comedy, and um, and that alleviates a lot of the anxieties around life in picking up the phone, um, in making a new connection, and knowing at the end of the day I'm going to do it because I'm resilient and I'm competitive. So it's going to happen. I'm going to do that gig or I'm going to do that talk. So how can I do it in a way? I'm not going to go into avoidance. So how am I going to do that in the most simplest, effective way that you know, adds, adds value to people? That's, that's the way I overcome it. I hope I've answered that okay, Nick, but that's the way. Spot I on. And as I said, I see it every day. It's just uh, thick-skinned is another way to say it. Um, but, yeah, you'll have a crack at anything, you know. Mm. Don't, you don't get shy. It's a pattern. Yeah, it's a, it's a strategy pattern. It doesn't come natural. It just comes out of doing what I did. So, yeah, interesting. I love it, Marty. Absolutely. The eight things that you've learned through stand-up comedy that can help any small business owner, you've shared it. People out there who may be absolutely cracking, crapping themselves thinking, how can I get up on stage and be funny? But it's not about that. It's learn the lessons about how laughter and humour and, and getting people to, to come to you and feel welcomed can, can help uh, boost any position that you're in. So I 
really thank you for sharing those uh, hot tips, Marty, and your lessons learned from your journey. And, uh, you know, it's it's clear with all the reviews and the five-star ratings that we've got on the numbers game that most of them are coming along to say how funny Marty is and how Marty really carries the team here at the numbers game. So from the bottom of uh, Nick and my heart, thank you, Marty, for everything you've done for us. And until next time. Well, you guys have got the content, so I've got to bring something to the table. So thank you, gents, and uh, thanks for listening. Keep smiling. Game over.